Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Ship It and Sip It. This is the 15th episode of my show and today I'm here with Alona. But Alona, I've already talked to you. Why are you back on the show? What are we going to talk about today? Today's questions is my business. Oh no, this is very scary. I need a beer. Deal? Deal. So, today we have an unexpected hero, John McTavish. Head of content, content creator, a great teammate, and a great author. Wow. But who are you, John McTavish? Who is John McTavish? Who is John McTavish? This is an internal question that I'm always trying to answer. So you can try now? Let's see, what does my Twitter bio say? It's something about running, writing. Uh, I used to be a chef at one point in my life. Um, I'm a lot of things and I'm really interested in, here at Paralect I get the chance to tell people stories and that's the most interesting part of my job in different formats in this show and on the blog and through that I get to better show the world what we do. Great. So we've prepared this episode for you asking each hero you've met during 2021 to ask only one question for you. Oh, I'm excited yeah. and, a, and a little scared. Uh, don't be afraid. <laughs> so uh, there, are, there are lots of questions. I'll try to ask one by one. Sure. One question is uh, regarding your, your general experience. You've lived in different countries. You've, now you live here. And what was your path? How did you get here? Oh, that's a very long story. Um, I, I studied in Lithuania when I was in university, uh, just for four months. Uh, but when I was there uh, for one semester, I met an, uh, another college student there who is from Belarus, from Minsk. And uh, we started a very long and, and interesting and, and happy relationship together. Um, so eventually uh, we got married and <laughs> we lived together in America and we lived together here and then we lived together in America again and now we're back here again. Um, so yeah, we've been through uh, quite a few journeys and uh, we enjoy living in both places obviously, but you, you have to choose one and, and for now we've been living in Belarus for the last four years, four and a half years. I know that you've changed not only countries, mm -hmm. but jobs as well. Mm -hmm. Very different types of jobs. Right. How did you get into the content creation? So uh, the last time we moved back here, I was in, I was teaching English and very often for uh, people who are native speakers of English and are teachers in Minsk, you're asked to go to tech companies and, and teach classes within the companies because uh, they tend to, to pay the highest rates, right? So um, I started sort of growing my network there and eventually um, my wife was actually working in a startup and she, had, she was asking me to, to check the copy on a lot of their marketing copy, on their blog posts, on their ads, on all their different stuff that they were publishing in English. And eventually the team just said, hey, you know, wh wh why don't we just talk to John <laughs> and maybe, maybe see if he's interested in coming on board. It was a very small team. It was a very great 
way to get into tech here or anywhere is to get in um, to a startup at the very early stage when the team is very small. I got to sort of talk with the founders every day. We sat at a desk not very much bigger than this and sort of made the marketing plan, made the content plan and worked very hard together to launch that product um, and eventually I found my way to Parallect where we are not a tiny team but we do uh, launch a lot of products so it's a perfect fit I think for me. Yeah, great. And uh, you as American guy you've spent a lot of time in Belarus. Is there any character from Belarusians that you'd like to borrow? I feel like I've sort of just absorbed them now, most of them, most of them. I don't feel so American anymore. Uh, I have to like remember to smile more often because, you know... Uh, Who smile more often? I, I have to remember as an American that I should smile more often yeah. than, than, than people the, in Minsk yeah. in general who are from Belarus. I guess I would like to absorb some more of the sort of Uh, technical prowess in terms of, mm. of uh, ability, engineering ability, design ability. It's, it's, um, it's you guys are not everyone, but obviously the people here at Parallel that I work with every day are very talented and skilled in those areas. So yeah, that would be cool to understand more and be able to do more on the tech side of things. It looks like this choice is predicted by the uh, domain where you work, the company you work sure, in. Sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, at the same time, you, during 2021, spoke a lot, not only with our uh, community, but also with founders, entrepreneurs, tech uh, startup founders. Mm -hmm. uh, did you ever think about your own tech startup? Not very seriously. There are some times when you, when you know I have an idea and think it would make a cool startup, but um, I'm not sure. It's a big, it's a big uh, challenge. It's a big risk. Uh, I think in, in the right circumstance it would be interesting. But I also really love like being part of a team and not, not really being at the top of the team, but being part of the team and working together. I guess it's I guess I'm just not mentally sort of ready to accept that much responsibility. Maybe that's my, my blocker. Okay. One of your heroes uh, asks, just imagine, if you have your own startup, uh -huh. what kind of content strategy you'd like to choose for your own startup? Well, that's an interesting question. I think that... Um, Basically, the build in public thing is really popular. It's hard, I think, for people to wrap their heads around doing it consistently enough in order to really get the rewards of it. So um, one of the interesting approaches that I've sort of found recently, I think it was from the guy who runs the Animals blog, it's not about um, just writing a blog post and then trying to Uh, share it on the different channels like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and share that same idea. You actually want to sort of frame your ideas for each channel, and then if that grows into a blog post, then that's fine. So I don't know. It's there are very many different ways to do it. I think podcasting and interviewing is 
still hugely popular and it's a very fun format for getting content out there. And as we do, you can get sort of shorter pieces of content. It looks like a revolution because nowadays everyone has his own radio and own TV channel. Sure, yeah. And um, there's, there's room for, for all of us, you know. When, yeah. when you work in marketing, you sort of think that everybody's a creator. But when you sort of take yourself out of that bubble, you realize that like, the vast majority of the world doesn't publish very much content. Yeah, that's right. it. So um, everyone in our world, is where we, we see these, you know, there's the comparison trap. You know, we see people being, being very successful with content all the time. But it's, you, you sort of have to remember that, that, that that's still a very small part of the, the global population. I've also got one question from a guy who is trying to be uh, public mm. and he asked about your muse. About my muse. muse. How oh. do you make it work every day? Well, sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's easy. Um, I get a lot of ideas when I'm outside in nature, you know, I, I've said before I like to run I like to ride my bike and usually if I get that time in the morning before I go to work then that's usually where I will have ideas that I I come back I come to work and that's when I have sort of a full bank of creative ideas that I might want to work or if I'm working on a blog post or some other piece of content that I'm kind of stuck on then that time in the morning is when I can mentally sort of solve problems and come back to that piece of content with a new perspective or a new idea of how to finish it, how to make it better, how to publish it faster. <laughs> What's more easy to ride 100 kilometers on bike or to convince a developer to give an interview? you? Um, they're both pretty easy so far in my experience. <laughs> I've had four developers on the show in total, if we include Igor, the CTO, and um, they've all, you know, pretty much said pretty quickly that they would be willing to do it. And also a 100-kilometer bike ride, that's just like a day of fun. That's Okay, do you remember how many times during 2021 you were sitting in front of the camera? Oh man, that's a hard question. I would have to count, but I would say at least 24 or so, 25 maybe, for between Ship It and Civit and the founder interviews and all the other stuff that I've done. Yeah, probably around between 20 and 25. Mm, not bad. And what was the most memorable uh, video shot for you? Um. I think it would probably have to be somewhere in the early days of Ship and Sibit, maybe even the first episode that we recorded with Eager, just because it was so fresh. Uh, we didn't really know what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> you know, all the topics were open. We were trying to just you know start something new and see what would happen with it. So probably that, and and it's thanks to him that he really supported me. Um, in creating the show and pushing it forward and making it a consistent thing. So. That's why Igor prepared for you 
a lot of questions. Right, right. Okay, I'll try to find the most interesting. How do you measure that uh, John today is better than John that was yesterday? I'm not sure how I would quantify that. Um, maybe I just try and, and um, make cool stuff every day or do something that's interesting every day or somehow try and help uh, my colleagues and our team and you know the people in my life that I care about help them to have a better day every day because that's really like the, the value that I, think I can I help can you bring to the world how do I measure As your teammate right. I can help you you always generate a new idea every week Okay. Last week's at least. A new idea built on the last experience that we realized that what we did not realize <laughs> last week. And this is a new idea, fresh idea that really shows the content and the uh, internal idea of company and uh, community on another level. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear. This is what I feel. Awesome. Uh, then, then I'm doing better every week, at least, if not every day. <laughs> okay. How do you think the future of creative economy would look like? Oh, the future of the creator economy is, um, man, well, today, or, well, recently, you know, Mark Zuckerberg said that we're all going to be in VR worlds and playing poker in outer space, but that looks like a little lame to me. I'm not really looking forward to the metaverse. <laughs> um, so hopefully there's something better than that in the future of the creator economy. Uh, I think that what's already happening, it doesn't have to be with Web3, although that will help with what's, uh, what DIP is building. Um, but there's already sort of a lot of community support of creators in in so many different ways so i listen to a lot of different podcasts and whether it be running or cycling or marketing or product or startup you know everybody has sort of a, built a value delivery uh, mechanism and around that comes an audience and somehow there are they're being paid for that Um, and that's exciting to see that people are being able to monetize what they're passionate about in different formats, whether it be blog posts, podcasts, um, programs, conferences, all these different ways. Um, and digitally, um, it, it can become NFTs and, and, and all yeah. these other different forms, but it's already happening. You know, people are finding passionate audiences to support them in creating what they love. And that's, I think, the end goal of the creator economy. And do you think it will be more easier to find uh, passionate people because of they, uh, they missed during the COVID, during the lockdown? Sure. I mean, I think the, that um, the digital audience is more important than ever. Um, But I think once, you know, hopefully on the other side of this pandemic, man, travel is going to be huge. I think conferences are going to come back in a big way. Like, 
uh, going to a cool concert even sounds like super exciting yeah. because you know when was the last time you did that and felt like okay about it maybe you've done it recklessly but when was the last time yeah. you did it in a sort of safe uh, way so I think there's still space for both um, offline and online formats going forward and what are your plans long-term short-term plans for for content and for your just regarding your professional sphere um man that's a tough question um i i generally just want to get better uh, as you said at bringing ideas and doing what we want to do together at Parallect better um, and bring more value and grow our audience together um, on the personal side I've you know thought about my own blog or my own you know sort of content stuff before but every time I start I realize like I, this is what I do for work so I need I feel like I need a disconnect right if it's going to be my job most of my, my, my time during the week then I don't want to spend my evenings doing it too it's like, because of the topics you choose for your blog um, no no it's just that I, I just don't want to spend more time in front of the computer honestly no. like I just want to do I'd rather go in the kitchen and cook something or go outside and and be in nature or, or just sit at a table and, and have a discussion and a beer with someone. You used to cook for a long time. I did. I still do cook very often. My wife is very happy. Okay, <laughs> let's imagine what if you have only 10 bucks and oh. need to prepare a romantic dinner? What will you do? $10 romantic dinner. Oh, I could make some some nice... Oh, risotto. Everybody here loves risotto. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's very hard to cook, but it takes a while. If you're cooking together, it's a nice thing to cook with someone else because you're both sort of in the kitchen, you know, stirring and stirring and stirring. <laughs> you have a lot of time to, to have some wine and, and have a discussion. Um, and, you know, risotto can be cheap. You can add mushrooms and, and onions and garlic and a little chicken and you're well under a little bit more details because somebody would like to prepare to make risotto a re recipe please okay. <laughs> i'm joking yeah <laughs> so um yeah i think uh good food doesn't need to be expensive i am really all about like buying what's in season um what is fresh i you know buy most of the vegetables fresh meat if I want some meat. We don't need a ton of meat, but um, it doesn't need to be expensive. Okay. Uh, how do you feel yourself as a hero of your own show? Mm, it's very interesting. I like to, you know, share my stories whenever I can. So <laughs> okay. it's interesting, really, to uh, to not very many people ask so many questions of me in English, honestly. Here, so. People always want to know these details from me, whether they're friends from outside of work, sometimes here at work, uh, but oftentimes in Russian, I just can't like, explain myself well enough to really have a long conversation about. Okay, thank you for the conversation today. 
Thank you for coming. And thank you for, <laughs> thank you for coming. <laughs> thank Today you. is my show. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> you for gathering all these questions. Um, thank you to everyone who's been on the show in season one. And we will be back in 2022. Maybe you have any piece of news regarding the 2022 season? Oh, I do not have a whole lot of news about the 2022 season, except for we're still going to have guests. <laughs> It's not just going to me. And the same format. Be me sitting here talking. I would like to, in the next season, you know, because we've in the first season we've already sort of, I wanted to make it a point to go through all the different uh, departments of Parallect, or at least try to go through almost all the different departments of Parallect and paint a whole picture of how Parallect works together to create these products. Uh, so in the next season, I think I would like to sort of niche down a little bit more in each show to talk about a more specific topic and not as broad as like quality assurance for every topic mm -hmm. or yeah. for every product, but some, some little part of say product validation. This is something that oh, we, yeah. we've product talked about validation. before, right? So when you're a very early stage startup, uh, how, or a founder who wants to know if their idea is good, what can we do to find out if that's valid product idea? So some like, and talk about that just for 30 minutes. It looks like, uh, it sounds it will be much more useful for the audience. And thanks you for this job. Cheers, thanks for coming. Expect the new show. Bye.